Okay, Tov, we have a little bit of time. We're doing Melachim Aleph, chapter 18. Uh, we, we, in, we were in, in chapter 17, we basically are introduced to Eliyahu. And we said it's a little bit of a cryptic chapter. We don't exactly know what the point of the chapter was. We didn't know, I'm sure there's someone who knows. But we weren't exactly sure what the point of the chapter was because it seems to show Eliyahu performing some, you know, with, with God's instruction, some miraculous things. First of all, at the beginning of the chapter, he starts a drought, which is the backdrop of everything we're going to discuss because the drought is the main issue here. He goes to the mountain, he's fed by ravens, then he goes to the woman and the woman's uh, a flask of oil and, uh, and uh, um, her, her bread don't finish because of the, you know, Eliyahu's pronouncement. And then the woman's child dies and Eliyahu brings the child back to life. And, this, and we're not, again, we said there was a one way of looking at it as a form of chastising Eliyahu for the drought that he's brought so he could recognize the pain he's causing to the normal people. Uh, with through this drought, uh, but ex- again, we're not exactly sure. So the next chapter, chapter eighteen, is the famous showdown of Eliyahu and the uh, Nevi'eh Baal in Mount Carmel. Okay, this is like the highlight of Eliyahu's career. It's going to be the main story that everybody knows from Melachim. Probably the most famous story from this part of Melachim Aleph by far. So we'll get right into it. And it was many days after that, it was in the third year, according to the Mephashim, of the drought. God appears to Eliyahu and he says, Go up here to Achav and I will give rain onto the earth again. By the way, do you know what this Pasuk supports? Remember we said, whenever Eliyahu first brought the drought, we said, is he doing it from himself or is it something that God said? So the fact that when God commands him to go to Achav and I will bring back the rain, it seems like it was originally God also who, you know, was the, behind the instruction of the, the ceasing of the rain. So that would be more of a, let's say, more of a um, traditional understanding. And it's supported by this pasuk, in my opinion. I will give rain onto the earth. So Eliyahu goes to appear to Achav. And of, of course, Achav, because his... Father Omri set up Shomron as the capital city, so he is in Shomron, and the the uh, the famine was extremely strong in Shomron, which is not typical because typically the capital city is able to kind of like insulate themselves a little bit from the suffering of the masses, right? So even in Shomron, there is the famine, which we're going to see is very intense to the extent that. Achav is out there trying to find food himself, right? And Achav calls to his servant Ovadia, who was in charge of his house. And Ovadia was a, was a man who feared God greatly. Okay? Wow. Yeah, the one who serves in Achav's house fears, fears Hashem greatly. And, and how do we know that Ovadia was a servant of Hashem? How do we know that he feared God greatly? Because of the next pasuk, okay? Uh, and the Farshim also say this is Obadiah, the, the prophet from whom we have a book in the Tanakh, okay? Pasuk And when Izevel was killing the prophets of God, because whenever Izevel came to power as the wife of Achav, she wanted to clean out the non Baal. Nevi'im. So when she was killing the prophets of God, of Hashem, Ovadiah, being that he had a position inside the court, 
was able to arrange for 50 and 50, two groups of 50 Nevi'im to be hidden in caves. He took 100 of them and he hid 50 in each uh, cave and he supported them with bread and water. Now, of course, that's a big deal because how do you think he got the bread and the water? From the house of Achav. They probably had a store, store of uh, bread and water. Okay, so he's using, he, he's in inside the mole, inside the house of Achav, and he's using that position to save as many Nevi'im as he could possibly save. Okay, so he saves 100 Nevi'im inside these caves. And Achav says to Obadiah, this pasuk is going to highlight how bad the famine was in Shomeron. Achav says to Obadiah, go into the land to all of the springs of water and maybe you could find, and all the streams, and maybe you could find a little bit of grass and we will keep our mules and our horses alive and the animals won't have to all die from this famine. So they split up the land to walk around it to try to find a stream or a spring. Achav, the king of the north, goes in one direction by himself and Ovadiah goes in another direction by himself. Goes to show you literally that the king, without any uh, um, entourage or anything like that, no protection or nothing, is going by himself to find water and food. It, it shows how bad the famine was at the time. But then Obadiah, because he's alone, he's all of a sudden, he's, he's on the way. And all of a sudden, Eliyahu appears. Now, as you'll see, other Nevi'im thought of Eliyahu to be this, this uh, incredibly opaque and hard to follow person. Okay? So, Eliyahu all of a sudden shows up. And Obadiah recognizes Eliyahu and he says, Is this you, my master, Eliyahu? And he says, yes, it is I. Go and tell your master, Achav, that I am Eliyahu and I'm here. Now, his response is, is actually is quite a comic. Okay? What have I sinned that you're giving me to Achav to kill me? Now, why would Achav kill him? By the life of Hashem, your God. If you remember, whenever Eliyahu first made the pronouncement, he, was started, he started to be chased by Achav. He said, do you know how many nations Achav sent emissaries to in order to find you? And he couldn't. And he said, we can't find this guy. And uh, he, made, he made the other people swear that they haven't found you. And he really, really tried to find you. And now you're telling me go to say that Eliyahu is here. And once I leave, what's going to happen? Some wind is going to come and blow you away. It's going to it's going to take you away. Somewhere I don't even know. Then I'm going to go tell Achav that. Uh, uh, I found you, and then he's not going to find you, and who's going to die? I'm going to die, okay? So, basically, Ovadiah's response to Eliyahu is, please, don't tell me to go tell Achav that you're here, because I know that by the time I go tell Achav, you're going to disappear. And then Achav's going to get very upset, and he's going to kill me. Okay, so that's the introduction to our story of Eliyahu at Harakamel. Why are we getting all this backstory? It's, I don't know, but we learn, we learn a lot of, uh, of Eliyahu's character from this, you know? 
we learn a lot about the way he was perceived by other Nevi'im, and we're going to see it more and more. Baruch Adonai Amen. 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 No.